It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Celtics have to win the NBA title this year, right? So, are they going to? Also, the New England Patriots don't have Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, but still might hold the keys to the whole NFL offseason. And Doc Rivers, please stop talking. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Boston Celtics are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They're the favorite to win the title. They've got a seven-game lead in the East and they just beat the brakes off the Chicago Bulls 129 to 112. But when I asked... Locked on NBA and locked on Mavericks host Nick Angstad, who was under the most pressure in this sprint to the finish. He said this. The team I think with the most pressure on them right now is probably the Celtics to me because they've got it. You've got all the players. You've mm. got the thing set up. You've you've been to the finals once. You've been deep in the playoffs. I, I, as someone that covers the Mavericks, there's a weird Tatum, like Tatum, Tatum stands and Lucas stands. There's a weird rivalry between the two where they go, well, Tatum's been there. And you're like, yeah, man, you've won like 50 playoff games and still haven't won a title yet. So you're starting to get to a point where it's now expected of you to get there. You're the best team in the NBA. The pressure should be on them at this point. And for Joe Missoula, like if they fail early on in the playoffs, what's going to happen is all of a sudden all that stuff from, remember he was watching that movie, all that Ben Affleck movie all the time. Town, yeah. (laughs) Remember he was watching, is all that weird stuff going to pop back up again? So I think the pressure is on them. John Corrales from Locked On Celtics joins me now. John. Your reaction, the most, but the pressure's on you now. The most pressure on any team, the Celtics. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the Mavs for a minute. Let's, no, no. <laughs> um, I would say that it's fair to say that there's pressure on the Celtics. Uh, I think some of the pressure is also unfair. Uh, yes, the Celtics have had a lot of success in the Tatum and Brown era, but that doesn't change the fact that Jason Tatum is 24. He's about to turn 25. And this is about the time, you know, uh, great players win championships. Steph didn't win till he was 26. LeBron didn't win till he was 27. KD didn't win till he was 28. So th- that's kind of the time frame, to, especially nowadays when guys come into the league at like 19 and yeah. they've been around for a while. And look, Tatum walked into uh, a team that was supposed to win and, he, he took them to, he and Jalen Brown took them to a, a height after the Gordon Hayward injury and Kyrie missed the playoffs. That was an incredible early run. They, they had the Kemba Walker era where they had success. They, they, they've had success like in three different iterations of this team. And now they're doing it in another completely different team with Missoula now and with the Porzingis and, and holiday acquisition. So there, there's validity to 
that argument. Uh, and, and you know what? Because of the second apron and because of the, the financial, the new financial reality of the NBA, there is not a lot of time for Boston to capitalize on what they have here. So I would say the pressure that Boston is facing might be more CBA related than kind of narrative related. Well, and but those are related, right? Because if from a team building standpoint and a, and a team outlook standpoint, you have pressure right now to win. I think there's also part of this too, John, where it's like, well, you made these changes. You, you made mm-hmm. the big Marcus Smart move. You bring in Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart out the door, Kristaps Porzingis in the door. You're, you're the best team. This is the best team no in doubt. the NBA. If you can't do it now, doesn't that make you go? When are you going to do it? Right, exactly yeah. right. And and look, they they have proven. They, I sound it, like the Celtics fans in the group in the group chats now. <laughs> there's there's and this is the 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 weird place here because on one hand, winning an NBA title is hard. Winning an yeah. NBA championship is very very difficult. And uh, you know who knows? Everybody wants to talk about injuries, but who knows who catches fire somewhere along the way? You catch a team like Miami last year, and weird things happen in the playoffs. And and some of it is and in your comes control. Back, Giannis goes on a heater, like stuff happens. Who knows? Right. And Bede comes back and all of a sudden they have Buddy healed. And if he's healthy and they go on a run and, and you lose to Embiid uh, and, and Philly makes a run, like you say, yeah, Boston has the players and this is the time to make your run. But also other things have to fall into place. There's always some element of luck. But yeah, this is. The Celtics have a limited window because if they don't win this year, I'll give them next year. Uh, but after that, it's it's kind of not financially feasible to keep this particular team together. So I I, I see it from both sides where one side will say, ah, you know, look, everything has to go right still, even with the best team. And on the other side, it's like, yeah, but you're the best team and and easily the best team in the NBA. Like, the Celtics should win the championship this year. No other team has proven themselves to be close to Boston in the long haul. So, uh, yeah, I, I can absolutely see why people would be saying that. Stay up to date all year on the Boston Celtics by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Celtics on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, will the Patriots flip the NFL on its head? Before we answer that, the Lakers and Warriors jockey for position in the Western Conference. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Get those same game parlays in for even bigger payouts. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. The Sixers are home dogs tonight to the Cavaliers. Losing Joel Embiid has just cratered Philly's chances this year. FanDuel likes Cleveland on the road by four and a half. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA and official sports book of Locked On. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
The Warriors hosted the LeBronless Lakers in a battle of two teams that desperately needed this game in the West. My initial impression from this game, it was complete. Kerr played the right players in the fourth quarter. He went young, uh, which solved, in my opinion, the, the huge issue that's been the worst fourth quarter defense in the NBA. Statistically speaking, that's the Golden State Warriors, which explains why they've blown so many leads. And he went young. We saw a lot of Trace Jackson Davis minutes in the fourth quarter. We saw Moses Moody. We saw Kaminga. I'm going to give Wiggins his love tonight. Um, he, he played uh, yes. great as well. Uh, man, this was, a, in my opinion, a must-win game. Uh, just to like start this whole second half of the season is obviously going to be crucial for the uh -huh. Warriors. And uh, are the Lakers above us? Just one above us yes. in the standing? Still. Yeah. Still. And we lost that game that we should have won. We had to. We had to have this one. So feel good. Feel good to get it done. And, and as you said, to see Steve playing the right players and playing people who can move their feet and stay in front of people. <laughs> The Magic traveled north to face the Cavs in a matchup that actually does have playoff implications in the Eastern Conference. No, seriously. This is Philip Ross Reich, the host of Locked On Magic as the Orlando Magic defeat the Cleveland Cavaliers 116 to 109 coming out of the All-Star break. This is the kind of game that tells you exactly who the Orlando Magic are and what they're about. We hear Coach Jamal Mosley say, play by committee, we play by committee, we score by committee. Everyone is going to do something to contribute to this team and to their success. And this was a game that exemplified all of that. Paolo Banquero was off. He missed his first six shots. He was under the weather. He looked every bit of it. It, it took him a while to get going in this game. And now he never really did, but the Magic had several players step up. None more than Mo Wagner, who led the team in scoring with 20 plus points. Cole Anthony hit big shots. Jonathan Isaac hit big shots. Gary Harris hit big shots. Everyone came together to make sure this team won. They got turnovers. They converted on their opportunities. They held firm when Cleveland made their run. It was a mature win and a big boost for Magic Team that's looking to make a push after the All-Star break. The Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. They also just signed Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza. This comes after he was dismissed in December from a lawsuit alleging the rape of a 17-year-old girl back in 2021. The Chiefs punter of four years, Tommy Townsend, will hit unrestricted free agency next month. He was named a first-team All-Pro last season. The 23-year-old Ariza played in college at San Diego State. He was drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL Draft, but never played in an NFL game after the sexual assault allegations came to light. The gentrification of Brooklyn may soon be fully complete. Brooklyn Nets owner Joe Tsai has discussed the possibility of selling a minority stake in the franchise to the Koch family, according to a report. Yes, that Koch family. The family's investment vehicle, 1888 Management, could potentially buy a stake in BSE Global, Tsai's holding company that not only controls the Nets, but the WNBA's New York Liberty and Barclays Center. Remember, Tsai bought the Nets from Mikhail Prokhorov in 2019 after buying 49% of the team from the Russian billionaire the year before. And in baseball news, the Pirates actually can sign players to long-term extensions. Who knew? They locked up ace Mitch Keller on Thursday. And Mitch Keller and the Pittsburgh Pirates on Thursday morning, this fine Thursday morning, agreed to a five-year extension that starts this season, by the way. A lot of people were asking about that pretty early on on when this extension would start. It does start this year. Mitch Keller is locked up as a Pittsburgh Pirate for the next five years. And this is something, 
instant reaction wise to this that you look at it and you say that this was something one that I'd been calling for and a lot of Pirates fans have been calling for throughout the offseason to get this done. Keller was coming off of a career season last year and in the span of a year. He has been named the opening day starter, been named an all-star, and now has been signed to an extension with the Pittsburgh Pirates, the team that drafted him. And the Pirates have committed now $250-plus million over the past three seasons to internal players. Here is another story you need to know. Tom Brady might be gone. Bill Belichick might be gone. And yet somehow the New England Patriots find themselves once again in the middle of the NFL offseason with the third overall pick, with quarterback questions, with a new regime coming in. They may well be the pivot point in the draft with quarterback questions. They could be in play for someone like Kirk Cousins. Everyone wants to talk about the Patriots, (laughs) including Mike DeBate from Locked On Patriots, who loves to talk about the Patriots, knowing better to talk about the Patriots. Mike, um, before we get to the draft, how likely is it that the Patriots make a move at quarterback, which renders all of this top three quarterback stuff moot? Honestly, I would probably have told you before we spoke, or at least uh, last week at this time, that there was a very slim to none chance that the Patriots would do that, that they would probably be looking at the number three uh, pick in the draft and going with a quarterback. But yeah. at this point, you have to consider all options on the table with the New England Patriots. Look, you know as well as I, Daniel Jeremiah gives his annual uh, co- press conference and pre- uh, yeah. conference call uh, with the media each and every Thursday before the start of the combine. And when he starts throwing out trade scenarios and saying you can pick up a couple of firsts in the next draft and you can trade down and get somewhere near the number 13 pick, which might allow the Patriots to take an offensive tackle, which might be able to shore up their line, which struggled mightily in 2023 and even back into 2022. All of a sudden, you have to start considering these things. You hear Alex Van Pelt in his introductory press conference say, everyone gets a clean slate. All of a sudden, that may mean Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi could still be on the table with the New England Patriots. And then you also look at some of the veteran options out there. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. Justin Fields, until he gets the stamp of approval from Chicago, I'm not convinced he's going to be back there. Can he be pried away? These are all things that the New England Patriots have to consider. So right now, I would say anything and everything are on the table. My gut reaction still tells me they go quarterback at number three, but I don't think it's necessarily the foregone conclusion everyone has assumed it will be. Well, and, and the other thing, Mike, is if they're gonna if they're gonna issue quarterback and say, okay, you know what we want to do? We want to do what Ron Wolf, Elliot Wolf's dad, Elliot mm-hmm. Wolf now running the show in New England, <laughs> always did and build from the trenches. Well, if you go from three to let's say six, because the New York Giants want to go to sit from six to three to get a quarterback, you can probably get either Joe Alt or Olu Fashanu from Penn State at six. And so now you're in the same position you would have been in three with some draft capital that you didn't have before this all comes down to how much you think new England actually wants to get a quarterback. Doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, and it depends on how much value those three quarterbacks at the top of the heap are valued in that new England war room. You know, Elliot Wolf's tendencies. He's worked in Green Bay before and not yeah. to mention the legendary work that, like you said, his father Ron did in building those great Green yeah. Bay teams that, uh, you know, that were exactly. And that was it. It was built from the trenches. So do you decide that's the um, 
do you decide that that's the way you want to go and that's the method that you want to use? Or are those guys at the top of the heap in the draft room, meaning a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, or a Jaden Daniels, are they your quarterback of the future? If you're absolutely certain that these guys are the franchise guys, I don't see how you trade that pick away. You go for a quarterback at number three. But if you're not sold on those quarterbacks, yeah, then I think the Patriots are very seriously going to consider trading out of that spot. Honestly, Peter, I would probably say it's in their best interest to trade out of that spot unless mm. they're going to go three, unless they're going to go quarterback at three. And if you're going to go quarterback at three, obviously you need to remain there to get one of the top guys in this draft. But they're not going quarterback. I don't see them hanging on to it. So you're saying the move is either take Jaden Daniels, Drake May, whoever ends up being there at three, or trade down because someone is going to want to come up and get that quarterback and it makes sense to get all the pieces, whatever you're going to get, because you're probably going to get a lot. It's a quarterback. You're going to get at least a future first and and then go from there because this team, let's be honest, it, it has some holes. It has some flaws yeah. and they are not ready to compete in 2024. Yeah, I mean, I know there's an argument out there and there's a small sect of Patriots fans that would say, well, go for Marvin Harrison Jr. He is a generational talent. He's Absolutely, really he's a generational talent. There's no question about it. I'd love to see him in a Patriots uniform. But if you take Marvin Harrison at number three without a solid quarterback to throw him the ball, without a proper offensive line yep. to block and make sure he's able to run those routes and hit those targets, you're going to risk disenfranchising the player. It's kind of like buying a an expensive sports car, but not having the proper garage or the proper driver to make it look good and protect it. Uh, yeah, you do run that risk. And then you're essentially wasting that talent. So I don't think the Patriots would necessarily be wise to go in that direction. I understand wanting to get someone of his caliber, but at the same time, you also have to take a look at all of the holes, like you said, Peter, that the Patriots have to fill. It's beyond just quarterback. It's offensive line. It is wide receiver. A pass-catching back is out there. Team is always looking to upgrade on defense, even though their defense played pretty well last year. Demarcus Covington, still a lot of Belichickian influence. Talked about fundamentally sound football on the defensive side of the ball in his introductory conference on Wednesday wouldn't shock me to see the Patriots put some value there as well in the middle to late round so a lot of things that the Patriots have to look at it's not just about finding that one player to contend they're still a long ways away stay up to date all year on the New England Patriots by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Patriots on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube coming up Doc Rivers is talking too much and man he just needs to stop the Milwaukee Bucks thought Doc Rivers would be the one to take them to the next level. Instead, he just seems to be criticizing them in the press and not doing much else. Lockdown NBA host John Corrales and Jake Madison believe he needs to stop. The press tour he's had over the past like 24 hours is got to be one of the most baffling things I think I have ever seen. And there's no, like, he's going to be fine because we'll get into that part actually. But like this dude just needs to shut up like straight up like Doc Rivers just needs to stop talking. This is not helping him. There's no reason to say any of the things that he's saying right now. He he went on some. I don't even know where the quote came from. Right. Went out and talked about how this job was way harder than he thought it was going to be. Now they're three and seven in his 10 games there. Of course, this was going to be a hard job. They fired their head coach midseason before like anyone expected that in his first year. This is a bit of a mess of a situation. And he was brought in to try and stabilize it. He's not doing it as well as he would like yet there was time to figure this out like no one 
was going to be critical of Doc Rivers for a three and seven start. We didn't think he's going to lead them to a title necessarily, but no one was upset about his first 10 games there, I guess, other than Doc Rivers. And then after that, he goes on another podcast and gives an interview saying like when the bucks called him to be like we want to hire you we're gonna we're gonna fire adrian griffin he was like no don't don't do that right like that's a bad (laughs) idea why would you do something like that and then he's like well they told me they already did it so then i accepted the job oh oh my goodness man like i don't know what he's what he's doing here right like this is almost like he's trying to and and jj reddick ripped him for like making excuses for why the bucks are three and seven like that's definitely what he's doing here and it's kind of weird right like who is he trying to make excuses (sighs) to just coach just coach we don't need the excuses we know what the excuses are doc and we don't need the excuses for the other stops We know this is a weird situation. We know it's not going great. Just go coach. You came to coach Giannis and Dame Lillard. You came to bring a title to Milwaukee where you went to college and are an all-time great. Jersey and the rafters. Just go coach. And finally, fanatics have ruined Major League Baseball uniforms in pretty much every way. Images of the uniform began surfacing as soon as spring training began, and no one was happy about them. Now players are saying the pants are see-through. The Nike-branded Fanatics-produced equipment were touted by Commissioner Rob Manfred as performance uniforms. Guessing by performance, he meant more slide and steel than he did Chippendale, but who's to say for sure? Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, how far will the defending NBA champion Nuggets go this year? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.